Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This yeah. is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Some exciting things to talk about today. My Houston Rockets stealing one at Golden State. And now they've tied it up on their way home and taken back the home court advantage. The great Nostra Daniel is on fire. <laughs> Nothing from Paul. <laughs> no, you, I, I think Golden State's still going to win. Okay, I, I realize you think that, but let's put things in perspective. That pedal that you put down on someone's throat, you know, when you when 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 you smell blood, this was it. I mean, if they win this game, I got to say, I don't think that Golden State can win three, or rather, Houston can win three in a row. But the fact that they take back home court advantage in a close game, and I got to tell you something that I took from this game. Um, so there was a there. I want to say that within three inside of three minutes. Curry, who is is a great basketball player, I'm not taking anything, but I, I got a real dislike for him watching this game. You know, he's always been on the bubble for me. He's really good. Sometimes you just like to not, not like a guy who's really good, especially yeah. when you want another team to win. Um, but he he hit he strokes a nice long distance three that puts them up by a couple points at least, and he does this dance going backwards, you know, for the home crowd and everything, you know, like a kind of a semi Michael Jackson moonwalk something or whatever. And I thought. A second he did it, I went, they're for sure going to lose. They're for sure going to lose now. You never, you never do that during the, do it after the, if you won the, if you hit the game winner, you maybe you get a little, maybe, but man, he did it. And sure enough, what does the game come down to at 95, 92? A really clean look for Curry from the corner, where if you give him that ball 10 times, he's going to hit like seven of them. And he hits the front of the rim and misses it to tie the game up. And it was such poetic justice. It really was. I was so happy you missed the shot. I like a little showmanship. I like a guy who dances and <clears throat> I do too. Talks trash. Listen, man, I'm 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 game for all of it. I'm one of those guys, you know, that that later in the game when I've got a one because we're up by fifteen and we're not gonna lose, but the game was in question. And to give them that kind of fuel, I mean, that would drive me crazy if I was any other team to see him do that and fire me up. So uh, it backfired on him somewhat. It really did. I uh, I am not one to get into the whole uh, one play makes a game, but James Harden dunking on Draymond Green was <laughs> one of the best dunks I've ever seen in my life. You know, there was one it reminded me of. It was a baseline dunk by, um, it was in Phoenix. Kevin Johnson Kevin on Johnson. Mark Eaton. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't Eaton. It was somebody, it was like David Robinson or somebody re- like really good. Not that Eaton wasn't a prolific shot blocker, but he was, you know, he was Lurch. You know, he was this big dude to put his hand up. Uh, no, no, it was against, it was like, you know, it was somebody big. It was, it was, you know, Ewing, you know, it was somebody like that where he, he just went up and he was, he's not as big as Harden either. And Harden's no. not big, but, but he was really small and he just went up and took it to him. Are you sticking with Houston? Do you think they have what it takes to win that series? Uh, not only do I think, I think they're the NBA champions. I do. I do, and I think also it's scary to think what happens if LeBron goes there. It really is. It's scary. If they win, they're not going to get him. You, you think that's the, the the psychology of it? Yeah. Why would they want him if they won? You're so taking one more. So you've got uh, 
Mickey Mantle and you've got Lou Gehrig and you've got Yogi Berra and someone goes, hey, do you want Babe Ruth? <laughs> like, what, are you kidding me? The only place he goes to that affects them where he's going to beat them is if he goes to Golden State, which isn't going to happen either. You know, so if you're Houston, the economics of it are stupid. If you can already beat Golden State, you know. No, I, I hear I hear what you're saying. I think that I, I'm, I'm taking this from a LeBron perspective. So what are his viable choices, as we've talked about before? Philly, which he's, he said they're, they're on the list. Houston, they're on the list. Cleveland. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think they're on the list anymore. I know you and I differ on this, but I really don't think... I don't think that Cleveland has shown that... They, well, let's, let's put it this way. If Cleveland had him, he stays, and they had Kawhi, do you think that they go to the... Do you think that they win the title with that? They're going to be... They're going to have a chance to win it this year, I think, so... With just him. Because you think they're still going to beat Boston. Yes, Boston's done. It's been a fun run. 2-2, two, two, it's over. Yeah. You don't well, think Boston's bo- too young. The, uh, their coaching's been great, but LeBron's put okay. this team so, on his so, shoulders now. So you bring, me, you bring me... I don't think that's true either. I don't. You're talking about, again, what people forget because of the LeBron factor is that Boston was the number two seed and Cleveland was the number four seed. So... Certainly Boston is capable, but this brings me to this. This is really incredibly uh, interesting that Jalen Rose on air came out with this quote. Jalen Rose has a take about Kyrie Irving's feelings towards the Celtics postseason success. And he thinks, he says, if somebody says Kyrie Irving wants the Boston Celtics to win the championship without him, they're flat out lying. He thinks that Kyrie wants the Celtics to lose. And you brought up a great point when I when I when I prepped you with this, and you said I don't want to leave the radio show for a month and find out the ratings went up. Yeah. What a terrible dude! There's no I in team, man. No, I think it's human nature, though. Like so, if you were on when you were on TV, if you took a hiatus, you wouldn't want the ratings of the show to get better. It was so long ago; I don't remember anymore. But God, like you want you want to be the reason it's good. Well, no, I, I listen, I understand that. You know, what you don't want is to be sick and have someone play your character on a soap opera and have the thing skyrocket. So I get that. But if you're settled enough in who you are and what you bring to the game, no one's going to question that the Celtics are better with him playing. So the fact that they're hanging against Cleveland must make them salivate for next season because the East is weaker. And to have a healthy Kyrie Irving means that the Boston should probably go even deeper into it. Now, if they get to the finals and don't win, everyone's going to say they didn't win because they didn't have Kyrie Irving. So let's wait for next season to see what happens against them and Philly, see what Cleveland does. I don't think they're going to retain LeBron. The big question for me about LeBron James is, and, and, and you know people don't want to believe that this is true, but I promise you it is, and that's this. If you don't think that the people at the Lakers or whatever te- other teams quietly without letting it get out there aren't saying, look, we're going to get this guy and this guy, come with us. So if they, they, they're going to get make a deal to get Kawhi or get somebody else that's really, really big, that's going to attract LeBron to play with ball, to possibly go to L.A. because he's looking at the next three decades of business and stuff he wants to do. And he wants to be in Los Angeles. You don't buy a $23 million home. And, and then go play somewhere else for 10 years. So he's looking at a couple of years. But the factor for him, for LeBron, I've always said, is where's he going to win a title? And I think that if he goes to L.A., even with another great player, it becomes Houston, them, and Golden State. Golden State's set for the next five years for sure. 
So where's he going to beat Golden State? I'm not one that cares that it's on the East and he meets him in the final, automatically gets him into the finals. You got to beat Golden State. That's where you got to go. And I think the best team for him to do that with is definitely Houston. I think that's the, they're already proven they're two and you can't take away that they're two and two and they've won one in Golden State. So obviously they can beat Golden State right now. What does that team look like? And here's the shocker of it all. Like you, you pointed out, and it was very astute of you to say this, Paulie. Uh, you you pointed out that um, they would have three guys to play in the same position. So don't think for a minute. It, okay, if you could have LeBron or Paul, who would you take? LeBron, you're gonna right. say I take LeBron over everybody on that team. Uh, okay, so there you go. So I don't think that they wouldn't use Paul to trade, bring in LeBron to play with Harden. Let Harden light it up from the outside. Let LeBron be the guy that drives to the basket more, and and then bring in some other big guy. So that that's what I think Houston's move. I think that they'll trade Chris Paul. So late into the studio, uh, is Big Josh. Yes. Everything uh, okay, bro? Yes. All right. Yeah. Are we talking about it? or We're not talking no, about. No, we're not talking about it. Everything's we're, good. We're not talking. Everything's about good. Why don't we take a break? Wow, we're gonna take a break. And we're we gonna just, talk about we it privately. Just, we just talk sports. Yeah, oh, how disgusting. I know you missed you missed a straight ten right. minutes of sports. Good, fine. So you missed nothing. <laughs> you missed Ew, nothing. Good. Uh, we're waiting to see if uh, Big Al, the kitty's pal, said that uh, my brother Alec, who found out that uh, um, Polly the mole was uh, salivating over having Alec, and he call. did not name his child He's, the mole. He didn't, but he did say, "I need my dose of the mole today." <laughs> so he's on set filming and still wants to call to speak with the mole. I get it. <laughs> it totally makes sense. Get it. Makes total it sense. makes a lot of sense. I would totally want to talk to me too. I see that. All right, we'll be right back. Mets baseball is driven by Amtrak and CNS companies. Jay Bruce hits it out, and the Mets are right back in it. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. Follow the NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio AM 1200. I'm so excited. It's time for... Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. <laughs> you understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. And now, that point, you know, when we come back out of break, there was a, like a real definitive point to me. Yeah. Now I got the under the arm and... The fact that you don't know when your mic's on now is... After a year is kind of sad. Wow. Wow, it's really strong. We got a so Am what I going wrong, down with Josh? Joshy? I got a so what, and I'll tell you what, I didn't write a word of it. So let's see. Wow. So you're this, reading this is a sal zone? It's a sal oh, zone. This spot. could be a turd and a half. <laughs> you're going to be so excited when it is, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Tom <laughs> Anderson picked his nose 45 <laughs> times. Who? Uh, NFL owners have agreed on changes to kickoff rules. One change, players cannot move past the restraining line until the ball hits the ground or is touched. It used to be when the ball was kicked, the players could run, and now they have to wait for the ball to hit the ground. The hell are you talking about? Like, I don't think that's right. Is that right? So you're going to get like a 10-yard... Yeah, you, you have to wait till the ball hits the ground? You're going to get right? like a 10-yard... So, so, so here's why. All right, so they decided to move this point that you kicked the ball off at five yards forward. So now you're watching guys kick it out of the end zone or kick it deep in the end zone where the kickoff returner has to make a judgment of whether he's going to run 108 yards for a touchdown or down himself. Is he going to make it to the 20? So 
Now, now instead, you're going to let the ball fly until the guy catches it, and then he, he, so you're still having the same collision. The idea of of kicking it off deeper was to cut down on the number of times the guy kicked returns the ball, unless you shank the kick some or float it too high. That was the reason why they did this. The kickoff is by far the most dangerous play in professional football because both teams are running at each other at full speed with like a forty yard start. Start, yeah. They- Okay, so here's here's what I'm taking out of this. So the players on the kicking team cannot line up more than one yard from the point of kickoff. So the previous rules allowed players to line up five yards from the. Oh, okay. So they're slowing down the collision. I get it. Yes, yes. I get it. Uh, You uh, know why that's a mute point? Because you're not watching guys. so, So picture this. You used to go all the way back with the kicker and he'd start running towards the ball and you'd run with him and get a head start. Those guys, when they make contact with the blockers, that's not where the problem lies. The problem lies from the guys that are flying down the field. So you're really not going to, because they can get from zero to full speed in, in eight yards. I mean, they're running at top speed. So this is not going to have a dramatic effect on 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 how, how much collision there is. The wedge block has been eliminated from football, which is good. That was just... Two, that's like multiple dudes just blasting one, you know. You're basically just running into a wall. Multiple dudes blasting? What videos you want? <laughs> exactly. Wow. A lot. Until, uh, until the ball is touched or hits the ground, no player on the receiving team may cross the rela- restraining line, which is typically the 45. So if you're, receive- oh, if you're right. receiving the ball, no one on the team can go forward towards the So you're going to the stand defender. there and let them run full speed at you and you're not allowed to run at them until the ball's touched. Uh, which will greatly decrease the chance of an attack block or a high-speed uh, high collision. It's Boring! You know, and if the ball hits in the end zone, it's automatically ruled a touchback. There's a reason in baseball that they play with a smaller, harder ball and throw it overhand than in softball. <laughs> because they want the ball to go really fast and they want it to get hit really far. Yeah. You know, and, and, it's, and it's the same thing. It's, it's, a, it's a high collision game with guys that make millions of dollars. And yes, they put themselves at risk. Yeah, but, you know, so did gladiators that cut each other's heads off. You know what I mean? And people paid to go watch it. So this it's interesting that they continue to... It's not a game you should get into if you're worried about potentially getting injured because it's a, a violent, violent game. These are our gladiators of, uh, of absolutely uh, MMA fighters, boxers, um, you know, football players. These are our gladiators now. So, so you know, gladiators gladiate. All right. Apparently, we've got someone on the line. <clears throat> Let's see who it is. Don't know who it could be. Caller, who are you? Uh, I'm Daniel Baldwin's biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> Calling from the corner of Sunset and Iroquois, Nassau Shores. First time, long time. My older brother's great. What are you guys saying about boxing, MMA? What are you saying? No, what we were saying is the NFL has, uh, um, they're changing some of the kickoff rules. And my point of it is, you know, it's a violent game. These these are our, our, our MMA fighters and NFL football players and so our our, our current gladiators of, of the past. You know, they 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 are. So why you keep trying to gild the lily here and pretend that this is not a super violent sport and change rules to try to cut down on head injuries when you know what, this is what it is. You know, the the, the kickoff Well, I, I mean I, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't agree with you, but I understand what you're saying because I mean it is what it is, and they know they all know what they're getting into. And even in a 
in, in a game that is not the most ferocious game and the most ferocious hitting. And you, you know, any human endeavor, whether it's the arts or athletics, you know, there's a there's, there's a passion component. If a team steps on the field with another team that they hate their guts, or the the, the division playoff is at stake, you know, they, they, everybody's capable. <laughs> Of stepping it up, you know that everybody uh, here knows that that that, that that on any given day people can really bring it. And but even if it's not that, if it's not so inflamed with this kind of passion and hatred or what have you, people are going to get hurt. But you know, first of all, these guys are guys that have tremendous value to the game. They 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 they, they, they it's cost millions of dollars to bring them on the field in the NFL, and it's going to cost many more millions to keep them on the field. Why would you want them to get hurt? They're like thoroughbreds that way. You need to protect them as an investment. And I think that, that, that I think that steps. No, no. What did they say about the kickoff? Did they? They didn't eliminate the kickoff, right? No. Well, well, there was some speculation that they would um, uh, uh, give the ball, the, the 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 team, the ball on the twenty twenty five yard line, whatever it was going to be. But essentially, right. what would ruin that would be the drama right. of the onside kick would be taken out of the game. So, um, you know, you're down by 14 and you just score a touchdown with two minutes left and everybody knows what's coming. You're going to eliminate that? That's been a staple of the league and, and one of the more exciting plays. So what did, they, what did they resolve? What are they going to do? So the, the, what they've decided to do is there's a couple of things. They're saying that um, you're not going to get the, the running start. You can no longer run five yards with the kicker and get a head of steam going. You can only run a yard. So that's going to slow them down some. And the receiving team... Uh, once the kick, once the receiver of the of the kickoff catches the ball, they can advance towards the team that's already running at them. So they're not going to get a head start. It will lower the collision rate and the speed of collision. Um, I still don't think that this makes really a big big difference. If they wanted to, um, you know, it, it, it's football, and so you know they're going to continue to make advancements on lightweight head protection and stuff as time goes on. They had they had a wonderful they had a wonderful scale in Sports Illustrated years ago in which they showed a silhouette of a, of, of a man's body, of a football player's body in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, or something like that. They showed, like, Bob Lilly, his frame, compared to the guy that was his counterpart a decade later. And you saw how all of them have gotten bigger, stronger, faster, bigger, stronger, faster. You had a guy that was a, uh, uh, you know, he, he might have been an offensive tackle. You know, you had a guy that was... You know, 245 pounds, he might have been a light tackle, but a quick tackle who those guys are now running backs. There's guys that are 230, 240, who are running a 40-yard dash competently, and they're coming at you. These guys weigh more, and they're better conditioned. They're, they're, they're denser, and they're stronger, and they're faster. And so, you know, if a guy 240 pounds is coming at you fast, it's going to hit you. It's, uh, it's it's another reality, and I'm all for doing something to try to uh, uh, minimize those injuries because it's uh, it's. I just think it's good for the game. I don't think anybody really wants to see. I mean, let, let me ask all of you: Do you like to see games where people really hit each other really hard? You have these nasty hits. Do you enjoy that? I, I think it's kind of a human nature to enjoy people hurting each other but i don't have any issue with these <clears throat> rules whatsoever i i don't think it's going to affect the game much at all but when it comes to the hard hits i think that's why we watch i think i think that's kind of the animal nature well, of us well and, uh, isn't it funny no, go ahead sorry go ahead well, well also take a look at another sport when you make that question they've made 
the rules so differently that when you watch and listen to Michael Jordan talk about what it was like to have to drive to the basket against the bad boys in Detroit, you knew you were going to get clobbered if you went inside. I mean, it was that physical. And they've taken all of that out of basketball. And by doing that, they've taken the center play quite a bit out of basketball. Very few teams really utilize game in and game out the use of a seven-foot-plus guy in the middle as a, as a scoring machine. They all shoot three-pointers now. You can't touch anybody. You can't hand-check them. You can't do anything. So they've changed the game. And so, and the same thing's going to happen in football. You're not going to get guys that, that, that are, you know, the assassin. You know what I mean? You're not going to get guys that may not be the greatest hand-eye coordination guy, but they can stick you, Ronnie Lott, like really, really hard. And that keeps them on yeah. the field because of how good they are at it. Well, I mean, I just, I just feel like, uh, listen, what's, what's, the, what's the reason I watch the game? To watch Barry Sanders <clears throat> juke some guy and leave the guy like just pissing his pants on the sideline in humiliation while Sanders runs, you know, six different angles on the guy and runs, you know, 20 yards to watch Namath hit, you know, Namath who people always say was, uh, was, uh, uh, you know, overrated to watch highlights of Namath hitting Maynard on the dead run. I mean, nobody breaks stride. Nobody has to come back and basket catch me on the dead run. The ball is just zipping through the air and uh, you, do the over-the-shoulder catch and go in for the score. You know, the, the ballet of it and the grace of it and the agility of it. I mean, guys beating the crap out of each other, there's sports for that. You want to watch people who wear, you know, the, the, the highest level of physical violence, MMA and boxing and things like that? They've got that. Well, you know, I, think the guys, I think the guys who are men or women, for that matter, whatever sport, who groom themselves, have been playing at the top of that game since they were 8 or 10 years old, They've been champions on fields and on courts for uh, playing whatever game. Since they were 8 and 10, they've been getting trophies and they've been dominating in high school. Then they go to college and they get to the pros just to have uh, uh, some career-ending injury. I think the more we can do to stop that, the better. Well, I'm all for minimizing the injuries of it all, but I will say, you know, at a much lower level that I made a career of being somebody that when I was playing football, that by the time we got late into fourth quarter, I had beaten the crap out of the guy that was across the ball from me, and he got tired of it. And so somebody that was running the ball, if they knew they were running it to my side of the field, knew he was going to get hit. I mean, for sure, every well, single no, no, play. But there's, a, but there's a physical, there's a, there's a physical, there's the physics of a guy coming through a hole on the line, and he gets shut down by you or, a, or somebody on defense, a linebacker or somebody uh, who gets shut down in his run. You know, he, he's advanced three, four, five yards. And, uh, and a guy who's, you know, running 20 yards downfield, runs a hook, jumps up in the air and gets his hips taken out from him and lands on his, on his neck, you know, things like that. I mean, we don't need to go into all the qualitative analysis of all that. I'm, I'm just saying that there's a divide. There's people who they, the brutality of the game and the violence of the game is uh, what draws them to the game. And other people, there's the grace and the athleticism of the game. I'm going to, I got to go to work right now, but I want to say, Whenever you're wondering, you know, which side my brother Daniel's on, my brother Daniel, we would play football with my brothers and our friends in our neighborhood. And my brother Daniel would be uh, running up this, uh, uh, would be playing defense. And we'd hand my brother Stephen the ball. My brother Daniel would hit my brother Stephen so hard, he'd go flying into a cyclone <laughs> fence. <laughs> it was on one elevation. It was on the western elevation of the field we played on. And that was the out-of-bounds. Daniel would completely smash Stephen 
and he would go flying through the air. So he had the cross hatching of the fence printed on his back. <laughs> he'd have it, he'd have it like tattooed on his back. Are the you marking of the fence? You say you got to run, but we got a hot topic. You got another couple of minutes, or you got to go? We're gonna do it right now. We're gonna do it right now. What's the hot topic, guys? So. The NFL is now the owners are talking about um, uh, uh, giving a 15-yard penalty if anybody kneels during the national anthem. It'll be a 15-yard penalty for any team uh, on the opening kickoff. Uh, and, 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 and very, very briefly, I will tell you that, you know, the NFL has the right to tell you, like you would if you were on a TV series, that NBC would come to you and say, yeah, we understand you were at a KKK rally. You're fired. We understand that your Charlie Sheen and posted a video. You're fired. We understand that we suspect you might be using cocaine. Step into this building, take your penis out, and stream urine in front of us so we can test you, and you're fired. Or even right. this, uh, so. So with so that. What's the point? So with that said, why hasn't the league just stepped up and said you can't kneel during the anthem anymore? What's well, your opinion well, for, on the first kneeling? First of all, for, what, first of all yeah. you're gonna um, you're, you're gonna find out that. Uh, are you saying you can't kneel during the anthem, or are you saying? You must stand during the anthem. You know, and it was, is by doing one, are you really suggesting and, and putting people in a corner and you're kind of cornering for the other? Or is what you're really saying is you must stand with the other players along the sidelines for the other. So what do you want to do? You want to skip? Can they sit down? <clears throat> what are the no, alternatives? Meaning, no. I'm I think, I th I think the, I'm convinced the, that the. I'm, I'm sorry? I think that the viable option would be don't come out during the anthem if if if, if you feel that you should stand. But I, I disagree with you. Meaning, it'll probably go to the Supreme Court in a case like this, and the Players Association should take it to the Supreme Court. And that is where people are expressing their First Amendment rights. That's their business. That's their business. Okay, well then, then why can't you, know, you be <clears throat> if you're if you're on a CBS TV show? Why can't you say anything derogatory things about African Americans or Jews or be a KKK member and get fired? Is that going to the Supreme Court? Well, that's hate speech. That's hate speech. The, I mean, there's, a, there's a clear there's a clear delineation between saying something homophobic, anti-Semitic, uh, racist. Something you know. When you, there's a, you remember that, that in the age of social media, where there's a tempest very quickly, where the pot boils very quickly, within seconds, and I mean that within 60 seconds, something's viral all over the internet, condemning someone's actions, words, behavior, what have you. The guy who's the lawyer that was ranting, this guy Schlossberg, who's getting uh, put through the grinder now, you know, and deservedly so because he just you know he, he was really. <laughs> He was really kind of showcasing his his uh, uh, shortcomings there, but 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 the point is is that in this age of the internet, all these companies now, especially entertainment companies and TV networks and movie studios and things like that that produce weekly TV shows, they want to be able to have the right to exercise a morals clause very reflexively. They want to get rid of you quickly. Like if you, if you come in and people think you are, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're compromised sexually, you, you sexually abuse somebody, or you said something that was inappropriate. They want to be able to dump you. They've written these clauses now. And, and, and of course, in the contract you have is arbitration. You're not allowed to sue them. When you sign a contract with NBC, you have a built-in mediation clause. You're not allowed to sue them for whatever they do to you. This is the number one advantage they have. Then they go into mediation, and what the mediation people do is they go, ah, you know, give them a couple million bucks and the studios fight, 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 but they get off for one-tenth what they would normally be paid. <laughs> if I expressed my opinion about something that were my First Amendment rights, 
and I was fired by the network for that. And I went into mediation. I would probably wind up getting 10% of what I would normally get in a courtroom. And you're denied that due process because, in fact, many people are thinking about going to court to fight the mediation clause where they're saying, we won't hire you. You're saying a condition of you hiring me, NBC, ABC, all of them, a condition of me hiring you is that you agree to deny your access to the courts. Isn't that unconstitutional? But that's what they have now. So they're all looking for a way in the age of social media where things get really white hot really quickly. Boycotts, all this loud right wing, you know, these Trump nutbags who support Trump and all this trash that supports Trump. You know, they, they're, they're all like, you know, uh, they, they want, you know, off of this head for anybody they don't agree with. But let me tell you something. The minute you say those guys can't take a knee, you know, I, I truly believe from many of them, I truly doubt any of them is incurring the, 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 the displeasure of management, of the league, of their fans. That's a pretty lunch bucket kind of crowd, the NFL. Not everybody is in some box or suite. People that are watching the game at home, that's a pretty, you know, kind of a, a, a working-class crowd who I'm sure taking a knee doesn't appeal to them. They're incurring all the wrath of those people. I want to believe it's for a very good reason. It's for a very good reason. The, the NBA... I, I, believe, I believe they're doing that. They're sticking their necks out for a very good reason. But listen, you know what I would love to do? I'd love everybody to shut up. I'd love everybody in this debate to shut up and focus on the issues that they're protesting and making those better. That would be nice. We've long lost. I think we should. I think we should. I think we should put the focus on the issues about economic disparity and, and, and equal pay for women, and uh, you know, co- cops automatically getting off when they kill some black, some unarmed black kid. You know, we 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 like to believe. You know, in New York City, there's a big problem right now because they're supposed to release all these records. This is to be this transparency for the watchdog group, and the, and, the, and the cops are refusing to turn over records. I mean, in New York. In New York City, where I live, the police department operates as like a, it's a, its own island. They have no oversight. They fight any oversight. They don't want. I mean, remember, knowing that one third of those cops are great cops, one third of those cops are average cops, and I'm not going to say a third, but some number of them are people who they're probably in the business. I'm going to say this politely: they're probably in the business for the wrong reason. The mole needs to get in. Go mole. NBA NBA makes its players stand for it's it's in their collective bargaining agreement though that they have to stand for for the anthem. God bless them. Well, then they then they then they then they, then that's listen. That if if the players in the NBA agree to that, that's their business. Whatever I, the league, uh, whatever the union agree to in their collective bargaining, but I believe they should have the right. To not have to stand, they don't want to. Well, you know, it's funny because long lost, to, to, to bring this around and finish this subject, long lost is the issue of uh, uh, white cops treating African-Americans in Chicago, which is all this all started with Colin Kaepernick, the, the, the unfair treatment of African-Americans by the authorities. And, and that's where this started. We're not even talking about any of that anymore. We're talking about military families and whether they're offended and, and First Amendment laws and rights and so on and so forth. But, and, and with all of that said, uh, you know, I, 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 I keep looking at the fact that it's the NFL is a business and the business is really, really struggling. And when they want to to uh, um, impede on your First Amendment, uh, your First Amendment rights, they do it whenever they want to. They do it whenever they want to. 
Well, but, but, but you just you just made, I think, I, I do have to run, but you just made a very good point, which is, you say the business is struggling, that the NFL isn't doing as well as they might be doing, and you want to know one of the reasons, not the reason, it might not even be a critical reason, but it's definitely a contributing factor to why the NFL, because they're keeping players like Colin Kaepernick off the field. That's And I agree with you, but guys I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Stars, Here's the answer. Guys that are built to, to play that game and, and, and excel, and, and, and that, that's their product. Exciting, dynamic players that can deliver. Kaepernick is at the top of the class, and so, they are colluding to keep him off the game. He's, Kaepernick's going to sue them. So, so here he's, he's going to sue them. He, I hope he sues them till they bleed to death. Good, good. And God what bless him. Is wrong. Through what due, doing through to Kaepernick due, is wrong. Through due process, if he collects and he wins, great for him. But here's my statement that I've made all along, and that is: the day I see an NFL player kneel during the anthem, and then the coach says, okay, first team, and he stays kneeling, and at his own cost doesn't go out on the field and play and collect his paycheck, that guy I have I have some type of, uh, of honor for because he took it on the chin. He didn't just offend some family whose kid just came home with a flag wrapped over the uh, wrapped over the, uh, the casket. He took a hit for it. So it's I do, but, I do, but I think the idea that the, that, that the national anthem is the exclusive soundtrack of a patriotic experience, it's a military one, the one that's respect for military only, is, in, is a disastrous mistake you're making. The military is not the only people we honor when we sing the national anthem. It's not. It's not. When you sing the national anthem, you, you, you honor every component of our society. Teachers, artists, the workforce, laborers, science, ingenuity, <clears throat> industry. Finance, everything that made the United States what it is, of which the military is a resoundingly big component. But when you sing the national anthem, you do not only honor the military. That's preposterous. That's preposterous. And when you and, and when you decide not to sing the national anthem, your goal is not to offend the military. Your goal is to make a point that the country could do better. I don't feel like celebrating the country on some exalted level because I'd like to see this change and that change. What difference? All his people all wrapped up to say that's un-American. Hey, no, the yes bomb, and they're spitting in the face of the troops. <laughs> that, that's what that's about. Anyway, on, on, I'm taking a giant on Sean Hannity. God bless you all, folks. God bless you. <laughs> We're going to go to break Alec after my Baldwin. brother drops the sh bomb twice on the show. Uh, that pinko commie brother of mine <laughs> who wants to see kneeling. How dare he? How dare he? We'll be right back. It's time to step up to the ultimate driving machine at Burdick BMW. From the 3 Series to sports activity vehicles like the X3 or X5, you'll find a tremendous selection of both new and certified pre-owned BMWs at Burdick BMW at Drivers Village in Cicero. Visit BurdickBMW.com. Follow the NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio AM 1200. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> I'm cracking up. Let's see, let's, what, do we still have the call around? We got Doug. What's Doug got? Doug, welcome aboard. Oh, hi. Am I on? Yeah. No, yeah, we're just, I just, we're just wanted to make want comments on the national anthem thing and the whole ordeal with that. And I've got a pretty simple solution to it. You just need to do away with doing the national anthem before these football games. You know, the thing is done so often before every Little League baseball game, Wee League football game, it's, it's, it's been way overdone. It's been diluted to nothing but a ridiculous performance half the time, and it's turned into a meaningless bunch of 
garbage, you know, and, and I just like to see him do away with the whole thing. And in case you're wondering, both of my parents are buried in Arlington. I served eight years, one of which was in the wonderful part of the world over in Southeast Asia. So, you know, if it's coming from a person like me, just do away with it. The whole argument has just become ridiculous with the whole thing. Gosh, I'm not even sure where to go with all that information. Interestingly enough that both your parents are buried where they are, and thank you for your service. I don't agree with you. Um, I think that um, uh, it's like why you sing happy birthday to somebody, why you say thank you when someone does something for you. Uh, It's an acknowledgement um, that there are, and, and as you know from traveling in your service, that there are some places in the world that you would never want to raise your family and never want to live in. And so I think it's taking that second uh, it's almost like when I tell people that are kind of down in their luck or whatever, I say, write a gratitude list because you're bitching about a lot of stuff right now. And you should take a look at what you have and how great it is to live in this country and everything. So I personally, and I'm not denouncing your opinion, you, you have a right to believe what you believe. And if the anthem is something that uh, you don't think means anything to you now and it, it's being overdone, then you should probably, you know, not say the pledge or do whatever. But I personally am very grateful for living in this country. I, I um, agree with half. Okay. That, Go ahead. That that yeah, it doesn't need to be done at every pee wee football game and every little league game and every high school game, but it at something that's on national television and the finest athletes of our country are being represented. I think it needs to be done at sporting. See, I'm not one of these big, like, you know, go anthem, go guys. But when my kids have a little league game and they do the anthem, I like it. It shows my kids like they stop, they take their hats off, they show respect. I feel like that's teaching them something. I like there that. it is. The there handshake he, after he, does he, it. He he no, no. This is about your country, and he just hit it on the head, Josh did. So when I, you will hear me if you're with me in the in the grocery store or in any situation with my children, even after the cash register girl gives me my change and the bagger puts the last bag in the thing, I look at my girls when they forget to do it, and they go in unison, "Thank you." It's teaching them. It's teaching them something. So the reason why it's before the baseball game, the reason the reason why, and they've taken this out of schools, that you pray or you say the anthem in the school is because you're teaching them something. You're taking a minute to pay respect to the fact that we live in this country. And and you know what? It, some people don't. They don't care. You know what I mean? Or or, or, or they have their opinion on it. That they and then you can stand. I guess you could be a grammar school kid that sits. Certain schools are going to say you got to stand during it, you know, whatever. I, I, you know, it, it, it's a it's a gray area. I think it has to do with your belief. The difference what we're talking about here, though, is not the overall national anthem. It's the NFL's national anthem. It's where a vast majority of, as my brother put it, lunch bucket or working class people go to a game who probably 95 or more percent of them appreciate the fact that we stand and we rise and that we say the national anthem. So if that's your target audience and you've lost 30% of them because they're offended by the fact, you probably better do something about your business, pal, because you've lost 30% of your viewers. Got any other stories left from your So What, So What stuff. I mean, if you want to keep it... Let's keep it moving. Keep it moving. Back to So What. A team of scientists will be doing DNA tests on Loch Ness in Scotland to see if the Loch Ness monster exists. 
Now, if you know about this report, the report is they're going to test the water. Yeah. My immediate my immediate response was, they found a piece of the Loch Ness Monster they're going to test the DNA on? They're going to test the water to try to see. I'm not buying this. There's no Loch Ness Monster. You're hearing it from me. I, sw- I, I promise you there's no Loch Ness Monster, and there never was a Loch well, Ness Monster. You, let me ask you this. Let me ask you, well, no, whoa, 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 because I always look to science to try to explain it first. So- if there was a region of this water that's so cold that a dinosaur could have lived through the, the, the extinction thing or, or something like that, that would make sense to me. Okay. Now, knowing that we can take a goat and we can clone the goat now, when you watch Jurassic Park, it's actually very viable. They found a full frozen woolly mammoth. Mm-hmm. Hair, yeah. tissue, everything. Frozen. It's like, it's like it was alive almost. Of course, they can, they can duplicate that now. In a petri dish. Mm-hmm. So, will we make woolly mammoths? Can't we technically make with the bones a Tyrannosaurus Rex again? And what would that look like now if whatever the speculation was, why they became ex- extinct, the food chain or an asteroid hit the planet? Or why aren't they roaming the, the Earth now? Why wouldn't we duplicate those? Because they'd kill us. Yeah. I don't want things walking around. I don't want a woolly mammoth walking down Salina Street. You don't want like an island that yeah. has them all on it. You I mean, that'd ab- be cool as heck. Yeah, come yeah. on. That'd be all about the it. The thing I took. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like the open of your show. The uh, wow. The uh, <laughs> the thing I took from that story. Yeah. I don't want to swim in lakes anymore. It's just a big DNA bouillabaisse. base. Dude, it's I disgusting. Lakes I are disgusting. Wanna, they yeah. say I want to be in the boat. The fish, animals, everything, plant life's DNA is just floating in that water. The reason okay. I know there's no Loch Ness monsters because they scanned the entire lock and they ne- they didn't see anything. They essentially emptied Loch Ness and you did not find anything down there. He's hiding. Ooh. Controversial take. Wouldn't it have been dead by now? It'd be dead by now. Yes. What's, your last, what's your last so what? I, I was, we've, we've, that got, was we've got 20 seconds. UFC 20. is leaving Fox and uh, and ESPN is getting the TV rights for $150 million a year. So what? So what? All right. <laughs> 315-437-7644. Right now, you can win a happy hour party from UPS at Shaughnessy's Irish Pub. You'll be registered. It's at the Syracuse Marriott uh, downtown. We will announce the June date on June 1st of uh, next month. So be sure to call now, 437-7644, and you're going to a pate. I guess I'll just end the show okay, bye. early. Yeah, bye.